Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. And today we're going to talk about a topic that has come up a lot in our coaching sessions lately, and that is how to successfully manage and really even more than manage, have tough conversations. There are many, many instances and situations where tough conversations need to be had, but for a whole host of reasons, people avoid having them. And that might be things like you're uncomfortable, you don't know what to say, it's easier to gloss over or avoid giving feedback than being direct, or you know, here where we are in Cincinnati, we're Midwest nice, you name it, there are tons of reasons to avoid them. Which means these conversations can be quite traumatizing for <laughs> for many folks. Um, but like everything, having a process and recommendations that you can count on can make these conversations less traumatizing. Yes. And with that, let's jump into the four tenets of tough conversations. Number one, do not wait to have the conversation. Don't postpone it because you're nervous, uncomfortable, afraid of hurting the other person's feelings. Have it in a timely manner. We just talked about all the different feelings that are associated with tough conversations. They're called tough for a reason because they can be emotionally charged or they're uncomfortable or you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. There's a whole bunch of reasons not to have them. But really, out of respect for the other person, strong work relationships are grounded in the ability to have the tough conversations. And the fastest way to erode relationships is not to do this because really then foundationally, you're disrespecting the other person. They deserve to have the feedback and they deserve to have it as situations happen so that everyone can remember in greater detail what actually went on in the situation and then very quickly get into what are we going to do to fix it for the next time. We've talked about the fact that avoiding conflict is just a natural human tendency, but this situation isn't about you. Again, it's about the other person that deserves to get the feedback. So really, we say you have to put your personal feelings or past experiences around tough conversations aside Admit that you are worried for fill-in-the-blank reason. You're not great at confrontation. You're afraid the other person's going to be upset. You know, you you don't know it could turn into an argument. You'd never know really what the outcome is going to be. But one of the best things to do is, again, to have it in a timely and relevant situation because then it's a lesser deal in the long run. The longer that you wait to have the conversation, the bigger the elephant in the room gets. And in our experience, people pick up on that, right? Mm -hmm. If you're upset with someone or you feel like they didn't do their job or a client's disappointed, right? They may not know the reason that your behavior has shifted, but they will pick up on it, especially when you're in work situations, right? You spend more time with the people you work with often than you do your own family. And so people get to know each other and really like to an emotionally foundational way and they can interpret how you're acting and then quickly get to this is something about me. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people will say, we're like, I'm waiting for the right time. And I, <laughs> that's called an excuse. Yes. There is never a right time. I mean, there's never a right time to give feedback, especially if it's going to be somewhat critical. 
But you're absolutely right, April. I mean, it has to be timely because if you wait too long, then you're right. It You, you call the elephant in the room. You call it the snowball. Those emotions start mm-hmm. to build to astronomical levels. Then it's really, really hard to bring the energy back down mm-hmm. because resentment starts setting in. Um, feelings of frustration start setting in. And really, you're doing a disservice to everybody on your team if you cannot deal with the feedback in the moment because nobody has time to waste. I mean, time mm-hmm. is our most precious commodity. We don't have any time to waste. You're pro- programs, your deliverables, your business does not have time to waste. And they definitely doesn't have time for you to sit there and waffle about whether or not you can or can or shouldn't give the person feedback at that time and place. Now, we're going to talk about this later. You don't necessarily need to give the feedback at the moment it happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, in fact, oftentimes you should No, right. But it needs to be in very close proximity to that so the person can relate to it. Otherwise, it's kind of like, when did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know. So we're going to get into a lot of that. But I just wanted to make and, and reemphasize the point that there is never the right time. Yes, exactly. All right. Number two, prepare for the conversation. So preparation is going to be the key to success here. When I talked about not making this traumatizing, preparation is going to really, really help. So you really want to write down all the points that you want to make and have examples, okay? It's not enough just to make the statement. This is where a lot of people get into trouble as Mm -hmm. they're trying to have these tough conversations with people is that they just make a blanket statement, but then... The first question a person's going to ask is, can you give me an example? Or when did this happen? You have to have specific feedback in order to be able to really make the moment tangible for them. And as well as it helps you prepare with how you're going to deliver that feedback and using that example as a as context. So really, really important for that context. Also, this is where your personal brand comes into play a lot because, as April said at the beginning, conflict can generally make people uneasy. So you need to be really honest with yourself about how you handle situations like this because it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. We can tell you with practice it gets better, and definitely with preparation it helps you understand when you're going in there how to be intentional so that you know how you want to show up. So if you get nervous, if you get upset, if you get tend to get aggressive or tense, think about how you're going to change the way that you show up, both through your appearance, which could be your verbal and your physical stature, as well as your behaviors and actions, so you can have a very uh, productive exchange of information here. Because anything that you do to detract from that is going to really diminish the Uh, impact of your message. And you want to make sure your message comes through clearly. It comes through concisely. It's direct without being overly mean. And the other person clearly hears you and understands. And then when you're done, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Say what you need to say. That's why having um, a message track or or message points helps you to stay really clearly in tight with what you want to say, how you want to say it. But then shut your mouth. We have a tendency to ramble, especially if we're feeling uncomfortable or tense in the situation. That doesn't do anybody any good. It diminishes your impact. It diminishes the clarity of your message. And it makes the other person feel like there's something emotional in here that's above and beyond what should matter, which is the feedback that you're giving that person and how that person is intercepting and and clearly um, interpreting the feedback. 
Yeah. And I just want to emphasize the point again, right? This is not about you. And we talked about respect also in the previous point. And so the best thing you can do to Anne's point is to prepare for the conversation. Practice if you have to. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, boil it down to the few things that you know you must communicate and keep reiterating those to yourself. So at the very least, that comes out. And then, you know, I love the just stop talking piece because (laughs) it makes me laugh every time. It's like people just do have that tendency to ramble and then it comes back inevitably every time I've seen this happen to them and then you get off track and the person's left feeling like well wait well where do we start with this feedback what am I supposed to take away Mm -hmm. and it, it just unravels really really quickly so prepare especially if you haven't had a chance to do this a lot sit down look at yourself in front of the mirror I mean all those you know, age old things that people talk about that sound so silly when you hear them. It really is true. Give yourself a chance to practice so that that person gets the right message from you. Yeah, it's the number one rule of PR too. Um, well, maybe the number two rule of when you do PR. Number one is don't say anything that you don't want to show up on the New York Times the next day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but number two is don't fill in the silence with just senseless words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the person's going to react a certain way. They, they might have a little bit of an emotional moment, which we're going to talk about in a second. Just be quiet. Just be present and give the person a chance to kind of process through that. You don't need to fill those awkward moments of silence or emotional processing with more and more words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. which you set me up very nicely for the next point. Yep. Which is number three is give the other person the chance to respond. And I'll take this one coming off the heels of stop talking. And to Anne's point, don't add filler. You don't need to do that. But what you can do is give a pause. You know, you can tell if the person has already digested or if they're processing, you know, give them a minute. Let it be silent for a bit. And then ask the other person calmly if they understand the feedback and if they're clear on the direction. So what is the expectation the next time or what needs to be changed? It's giving the feedback but then helping them toward a path to action so that they don't feel like they're left floundering, not understanding what to do next to address the feedback that was given. Then allow them to ask you any questions. Discuss the answers. Take the time. Again, emotional, uncomfortable situation. But the faster you get it over with, and that means not speed-wise, but like have the conversation right then, the quicker you can then move on and get past the moment. We, we always like to say, though, if you start talking in circles or if the person seems to be processing and then they're asking the same question over and over, they might not be at a point yet where they can truly internalize all the steps of what needs to come next. Um, sometimes people just need to step away. I mean, I'm a processor. We've talked about mm-hmm. that a lot on the show before. I like to, and I know this about myself, go away. You know, if in a feedback situation, if someone gives me feedback and I don't feel like I'm in a place to respond right away, I thank them for the feedback and say, I'd like to go away and think about this and have another conversation. That is totally fine. Now, if you do that, get the time on the calendar literally the next day. Don't let this be, you know, dragged out. Give them the night to think about it or sleep on it or whatever, and then get back to it. Again, don't let it linger. But again, it's all about respect for the other person. And so, They need to feel like they can be heard about the situation as well. You don't want to get into an argumentative 
talk track. You don't mm-hmm. want them to say, that's not how it happened or that's not how I remember. You know, you're the boss or the person that is tasked with giving this feedback to the person. That needs to be delivered and then kind of preserved for the message of what it was. You don't want to get into that back and forth debate, but you do want to help them with clarity and what they need to go do next. Just make sure that you allow the time to actually have the conversation. These things mm-hmm. should not be rushed. Um, they don't need to be belabored, but they shouldn't be rushed. So make sure that you're allowing that time because that's really just not honoring um, the conversation that is being had. And remember, the other person's perception is their reality. And in this mm-hmm. case, this is your perception is your reality. So April, when you were saying, hey, the other person's probably going to argue back, that's fine that they argue back. Your response can be very simply, hey, I get it, mm-hmm. but listen, this is what I'm taking away from the mm-hmm. situation. This is my perception. This is my reality. So let's have a conversation about that. That's really helpful if you're doing lateral uh, conversations and you're giving feedback to team members or colleagues um, or even people that might be reporting into you, which is um, a- another great way to kind of facilitate that conversation. Yeah. And I would say a really specific tip is do these at the end of the day. I know it can be mm-hmm. tough for you as the person delivering the message and you might be sweating it all day long and thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm sort of distracted because I have to have this conversation. But it is really good and conscientious, really, of the other person to have it at the end of the day. That way, even if the day is not totally over, they can depart if they feel like they need to. It gives the whole evening for them to internalize and think about it. Um, It gives some just space from the situation and not in a way of avoiding it, but in allowing it to kind of soak in. And so I've made the mistake plenty of times before and being like, I want to get this over with. So having the first, Mm -hmm. you know, first meeting of the day is the conversation. But in a lot of cases, you ruin the day for the other person. And I think that that's just kind of (laughs) cruel if I really think about it and selfish. Mm -hmm. So just a little tip there to to wait till the end of the day. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.